Welcome to RPME. This is Saratoga Best. We are exploring the mystery of three, um, third base amigas, three weeks, etc. Many, many, there's much, much to explore about the number three. And we're going to do a bit of a review. Again, why do we want to know the number three? Well, for one thing, when we're in the three weeks, we're very sad. It's a, it's a sad time. And um, it leads up to the Horbin. When we use, we use the word Horbin really to mean something that's just a total disaster. But the real original Horbin was the destruction of the base in English. So actually it was just walking somewhere and I saw that um, in a certain location where they have, um, uh, I guess, a little group, a little group for children, I saw that um, they made a sandbox and um, they emptied the bags. They have these big plastic bags of sand, I guess, and they left all these empty plastic bags flying all over the lawn. Now, I was thinking, <laughs> quite honestly, we would say this place looks like a Corbin. You know, it, it's, not a, it's not a nice look and it's not a good thing for the neighborhood. To do that, to, you know, in 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 America, you know, in Canada, sorry, in Canada, you empty the the bags of sand, and then you throw away the empty bags, and you keep the place looking neat and clean. You don't just leave the bags there, uh, especially if there are children there. But but it, it's not a nice look for the neighborhood. So we would say, oh, it looks like such a Corbin over here. Now, really, it doesn't look like a Horbin. What is Horbin? Destruction of the base Amigdash, the burning of the base Amigdash, which is at the end of the three, remember we're talking about three, three weeks. So, you know, we could call this, this class, why did they leave the plastic bags on the lawn? <laughs> I think that's what we should call it. Why did they leave the plastic bags on the lawn? So... <laughs> It looks like a Corbin. So Corbin is the template for everything negative. And we're talking about destruction of the base of the This caused the gullus to begin. And it's an, a horrible, horrible, awful thing. And it's the summation of the three weeks. Well, no wonder we don't like the three weeks. Because three, the, the uh, everything is wedged, the, the end is wedged in the beginning. And the summation, the end of this whole thing is something... So awful, unspeakably awful, that it then opens up the way for all the other horrifically awful stuff that ever happened in history. So why would we like the number three? Really the question, why would we like the number three? So we're going to look into the mystery of three a little bit, and we're going to do a bit of a review and go on to the answer. Because we said that results say that um, Yirmiya Hanavi, he knew that there would be a three weeks. He was the first one to tell us, hey guys, there's going to be a three weeks. There's going to be a destruction of the base on English, the first, the first base on English. And we're all going to go to Babel, to Babylon, which is obviously the name means confusion. Besides everything else, we would be going from a place of clarity, base on English, and focus and holiness and pureness, to a place of bubble, to a place of confusion and exile. So how did he know this? We said 
He saw a vision of a stick. Makil Shaked Amirai. He saw a vision of a stick, of a, um, a dead stick that had been an, once upon a time an almond branch. And we discussed last time all the, the, there are many details. We're going to jump to the answer and then if we have time, we'll jump, jump back to many of these questions. Questions being, why, why, why an almond branch? I'll just say it in short. If you're going to find out and you're going to have a prophecy that there, that everything's going to fall apart in life, God forbid. Destruction of the base of Mekish, Corbin. Then why would it be through a stick? How does seeing a stick help you? That's question number one. How does it help that it's a stick from an almond branch? Why does it have to be almonds? And, um, and, and why is it in three weeks? And why exactly is it in three weeks? So, um, we, well, we're going to look into the stick and the almond. We know the almonds, we said, there are different kinds of almonds. There are those who, there are those almonds that start off sweet and end up bitter, those that start off bitter and end up sweet, and almonds grow very quickly. They grow in 21 days, which is three weeks, etc. All of this we've said before. What we're going to look in, into now is... Um, Uh, we want to talk about a stick. Last time we spoke about why you need almonds, why why the Navi is going to see a branch that had almonds on it once upon a time. What is this about almonds? Why this kind of fruit, etc. But what we want to look into now, because this will give us a... Um, this will give us a view into the secret of the number three. If the three weeks destroyed the base of Mizrish, the three weeks were the amount of time it took to destroy the base of Mizrish. That means that three is a number of destruction. The three is a number of buildings. And really, the base of Mizrish was destroyed, and as it was being destroyed, the new one was being built. So what was really happening in this three? Destruction or building? Both. And today we face that question very potently at every moment. Any given moment when we see something, encounter something, if it's openly good, well, we don't really have a question. Gee, this is really great. But if it's openly, and there are things that are, Rahman Kwan, openly not good. And then there are lots of things in the middle. Let's talk about the gray things, because nobody dares to Paskin on things that are openly, that everybody agrees are not good. By the way, this year is L'Refua Shlema to Dr. Zelenko, Zev Ben Leia. He had his heart surgery this morning. I don't know if it's still going on. May it be totally successful. May he be fully, 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 fully healed. And um, may Hashem really pay him well in a good way for having saved so many people's lives. He was given the merit to save so many people's lives with the his medicine against the virus, against COVID, um, and may his life be not only saved now, but may he be given infinite long years to go on and heal the world in many, many ways. He's not only healing it physically, but spiritually, fighting a very 
intense spiritual battle for truth. So let's all stand behind him and fight it with him and um, face this as a, as, as a group and uh, total reflection, etc. Infinite life for him, fighting with him. So, so, so three, So three is a good number. Three is a bad number. There's a mystery with the number three. Three weeks, cause the Corbin. I don't like that number. Three weeks, right? Oh, we were saying at any given moment, what? At any given moment. At any given moment, what am I facing? Am I facing building or destruction, God forbid? Any given moment. Let's. Uh, we were saying we're taking the gray things. Um, I don't know. I walk down the street and I <laughs> see the plastic bags flying all over somebody's lawn, and I don't think that's too good. Is that building or destruction? Is that a good thing or a not good thing? I mean, you know, yesterday somebody was standing outside somebody's bungalow. Three ladies were there, and they were tisk tisk. You know, look at how messy it is over here. And they were saying this is destruction, right? So to speak, this is not building. Now, somebody else had a mess in front of their bungalow because they thought it was building. So, um, you know, each, each to his own. What we want to do is step into that reality in which we experience everything as building. And we say, Hashem, just give us the gray things, the stuff to practice on. Really not that significant, you know, the bags on the lawn. We're not talking about life and death things. But maybe if we practice on the gray thing, saying this is building, this is not destruction, this is the good three, not the bad three, then maybe we will, it will give us a tool for turning all Gullus to Gaula. And then we'll be done with Gullus, and we'll step into the mystery and the beauty of three, which we're going to say in a second, and we'll have Gaula. So, of course, we've said many times, one of the mysteries of three is that one is I, something's given to me as a gift. My cousin bought me a bicycle for my birthday, and it was expensive. That's great, number one. And nobody, and nobody else wants the bicycle. And, sorry, let's do it with a diet. Number one, ah. I want to eat only macrobiotic and I'm going to lose 30 pounds and this is all I want. And I can even picture it and see it. It's so amazing. Very exciting vision. This is amazing. That's one. Two. Step two. I don't know. I'm at this party and they really have good looking pastries and wow. They, everything was, and the sushi looks amazing as well. And everything is just incredibly delicious. And I really want to eat that stuff. So now I have an opposition to my dream. My dream was pure and pristine. No one could take away my dream from me. I knew what I wanted. It was unchallenged. That was number one. Number two, I'm challenging my own dream. I do want to eat only macrobiotic and lose 30 pounds. These pastries look really good. Everybody else is eating them. You know, just have a good time. You don't have to be so 
strict with yourself. You know, life is life is to be enjoyed, et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm in a dual reality. I want to eat this stuff, but I want to not eat this stuff. That's a dual. That's number two. What's number three? Number three is a little bit like number one. I I go back to the way I eat, but now I've embraced it with a real depth and a real commitment that I didn't have in the number one stage, in the number one stage. Because as long as I didn't, um, in the number one stage, as long as I didn't um, have an opposition, I figured it would, life would be easy. Somebody said to me, ha, uh, you're so determined. I said, yeah, I'm going to be fully macrobiotic and I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I don't know if these go together. And somebody had said to me when I was in number one stage, really? Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do when you go to a wedding and a bar mitzvah and all that? And I would say, oh, no. It's not going to challenge me at all. What are you talking about? It's just going to be the simplest thing to do. I, I, I'm totally committed. I fully, I do not expect what's going to happen to me when I'm there. Oh my goodness, the, the opponent is really challenging. I wasn't prepared for this. Number three is I've dealt with the opponent. I've dealt with the vision. One and two is three. I have the vision, number one. I have the, uh, the perfect dream. I have the opposition, number two. And I worked through both of them. And now number three is a combination of both. I'm committed to my vision of eating that way. Having gone through the opposition, I actually embraced the opposition, whatever plan I worked out. I've embraced the opposition, and it's part of my life. And now I have a commitment to my original plan that's much deeper and much more grounded and much more solid. So that's an example of what three is all about. So do I like three or do I not like three? Three is very grounded. It's very solid. But three led up to this destruction of the base of music, which is the template for all negative stuff that ever has been. All of the, God forbid, crusades and pogroms and, and holocaust and unspeakable stuff. It all comes from the destruction of the base of music, this last day of the three weeks. Hmm. So three, that's grounded, really? Really? But three has an incredible message, what I just said. The beauty of three is the grounded commitment. Okay, so here comes Yirmiyahu, and he's told there's going to be these three weeks and what's going to happen at the end. And the question that we're going to look into now is, what about the stick? So the hint about the three weeks and the destruction, or the hint about the three weeks, really, Makel Shake, he saw a vision of an almond stick, is because of the almonds that grow very quickly. Okay. Because what the, showing that the Corbin would be very, very quick. Please press, everybody please press star six. So important that you press star six. It's because of the, the, everything growing very quickly. Almond grows very quickly. Meaning the whole process of bad three turning into good three would go very quickly. 2,000 years doesn't seem like very quickly, but we definitely are at a moment now where we are really stepping into the mystery of three. Because overnight things change. Overnight things change. Everybody sat in their homes quietly. Shavuos came. Overnight, chaos in the streets. 
What streets? Remember the streets were empty for 11 weeks? How did they become chaotic? No one was in them. Overnight. And then overnight, that's going to change. And overnight, everything changes. Overnight, overnight. It doesn't have to be at night. In a flash, in a second, it changes. 9-11. 9-11. People who were sitting at work on September 11th, you know, in Canada, we call it September the 11th. And in the USA, in the, in the United States, where people don't have very much time or patience, who has time to say September the 11th? You know how many syllables that is? So people say 9-11. There's no time. There's no time over here. Just give me a quick phrase. So September the 11th, 8.45, people were sitting at work, at their desk, sipping their coffee, at their computer, doing their work, maybe talking to the person in the cubicle next to them. Would anyone, other than evil people who did it, and God himself, would anyone have predicted? Maybe there were some Nicobalim who knew. They wouldn't tell us. Other than that, would any regular person have predicted that within a few minutes the whole world would change? The whole financial financial center of, 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 of the United States, in a sense, would go into chaos within a minute? Would anyone believe that? So in a second, everything is, in a second, it turns around. The bad three, the, the bitter three to the good three. Again, here we're talking about three is, the three weeks means 21 days. 21 days is the number of days that it takes for an almond to grow. It's the fastest, note the word fast, fastest growing fruit. It's telling us that these three weeks are all about quick. Quick turnover, quick turnover, quick turnover. Now you see it, now you don't. Now you have it, now you don't. Now you don't have it, now you do. Now, of course, the, the, the negative thing about this, we don't even have to say. Just look at September the 11th, we don't have to say. The loss of life was unspeakable. Clearly, the um, shaking up of the foundation of the U.S. economy was probably good. I know nothing about economics, so, but I know how God thinks a little bit. So he clearly thought it was a good thing because he did it. He didn't, right? So, you know, he, he, he decided it was time for a shakeup. So if that's the case, this quick turnover, the three weeks are about quick turnover, quick turnover, quick turnover. Okay, why are the three weeks about this stick? That's the thing. Matil Shaket, a stick of almonds. Almonds is quick. And so, he saw a stick, Yermia saw a stick from a tree where there, this tree had a bunch of almonds on it, but a stick fell off. It was now disconnected from the stick. It was below, even below Prakhan. This stick did not have any leaves on it or any flowers on it. Dry, dead, disconnected stick. Okay? So you didn't know that it was an almond branch. He knew. Why would you know? You see a stick? It to be an incredible botanist to know a stick lying, you know, along the side of the path in Bear Mountain. Well, I guess you figure it comes from those trees. But if you go to Home Depot, you know which tree your piece of wood came from? No. 
So makel, stick, goes on punishment, strictness. So now, let's think about it. It's something very hard. You can use it to hit. That means the punishment that Hashem put on us in those days. But that doesn't understand. Oh, okay. So Hashem showed us it's going to be a stick, meaning you're going to feel some tough punishment, the negative three. And also it's going to be grow very quickly because almonds grow in 21 days as the fastest growing one. And also total transformation, which we're, we're, we discussed in the other, the first part of this series, total transformation of bitter to sweet. That's what almonds are all about. Good. But the stick part. The ichor, the main part of the nevuah, is about the almonds. Shaked ani al-divrei l'asaita. Shaked. Shkeda. Shkedim. Shkedia. Almond. Shaked also means quick. I'm doing it quickly to fulfill my words. Quick. And here, the truth is that these words are not reminding you if it's saying quick and quick fruit, it's not telling you anything about punishment. So you would have said, it would have been made more sense that the idea of the almond tree should be open. In other words, if the whole idea of the Corbin is quick transformation, Yirmiyahu should see in a vision a bowl of almonds or a flowering almond tree. Right? Or just a bowl, a a a table sumptuous with a whole display of almonds, salted almonds and, and roasted almonds and almonds, or see them on a huge tree, full, 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 full of almonds with the almond blossoms. Perfect. This is what he should have seen. Who needs to see the stick? What is it going to do you? He's trying to unlock the secret of number three for us in our lives. So what do I need to stick for? That's going to tell me about the number three? A stick is about punishment. Okay, maybe it's telling me a little bit about there's this number three, there's this negative part of number three that I do not like. But the fact is, when Yermia looked at this stick, Makel Shaked, almond stick, he had to do deep hisbunimus, deep introspection, deep thinking into this stick to figure out what kind of a stick it was. And he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to study, you know, Google a quick course in botany to figure out what kind of this stick this was. He knew it was Rilcha Kaidish. There was some hidden understanding in this stick about, what did you see when you opened your eyes? A stick. Everybody saw a stick. At least in the vision. Visible stick. The fact that in, behind the scenes, it's an almond stick. That he had to kind of use his deep powers of intuition to understand. But a stick, he's shown a vision of a stick. It's a stick. So that seems to be the presenting quality of these three weeks. And when we look at the number three in our lives, this presenting idea of stick, which is used to punish, what do we want to know about that? Well, one thing, I'm just going to give you my thoughts. Remember the old days when education was based on punishment and everybody worshipped it? Today you'd be, imagine you, <laughs> you go to apply for a job in a school and they say, well, tell us your philosophy on um, education. They say, I believe that if a child is not doing what they're supposed to, they should be heavily punished 
all the time, really spare the rod, hate the child, use a lot of punishment and punitive techniques, and you'll really have a good class. I don't believe anybody will get a job like that today. In fact, that's the whole thing about, I can't say the three words, lives matter thing on the street. What are they saying? They're saying, let's get rid of the stick. No more police. What do you mean? What's the connection between police and the stick? Police were people who carried around a bully stick, a, a, a billy stick. Police, in all through history, police carried a wooden stick. Dry stick, don't know which fruit tree it came from or which tree. Police carried around a stick and they would bop people on the head when the people weren't doing what they were supposed to do. This is exactly what we just went through. Now it's guns. Then it was sticks. The, the, the reason for sticks in the olden days was because a gun can really uh, end the person's life, God forbid. And maybe there might be some regret, like, oh, didn't mean to do that. That's exactly, you know, what happened in Shavuot's time, right? Or just before Shavuot. Didn't really mean to end the person's life. It was a mistake. It wasn't intentional. So a stick is something that, you know, stops the person from doing illegal things, but doesn't end his life. So that was it. The stick represents police. Police. Three weeks, stick. What's happening? The world is coming along and saying, the three weeks has the quality of sticks. It also has the quality of sweetness. Very quick sweetness. We don't want sticks anymore. We're demonstrating all over the street. Their model, again, many, many, many people, especially those who are being paid to make trouble, and they really, they're, it's called mercenaries. Mercenaries are people who, as a job, they get paid to fight wars. They don't even know if you ask a mercenary, it was considered a job. If you would go up to a mercenary soldier and ask, um, what are you fighting about? He would say, I don't know. Well, then why are you here? He said, they pay me to fight. It's, it's a very well-known concept. They pay me to fight professional soldiers, professional fighters, and they pay me to fight. So what is what is my intention behind it? Nothing. I just, this is how you make a living. So we have many mercenaries roaming the streets who they just make a living from fighting. They don't really know what they're fighting for. But deep inside, there is an instinct of some people who started this whole thing that are saying, no more sticks. We're living in the age of three. We're living in the three weeks. But we want the good three, not the negative three. So what is the stick? Is there anything good about the stick? Because after all, it is talking about us as hidden. Maybe you could say also, um, um, you know, Baruch Hashem, if you're a Yid, um, let's just say that you might be, you might sit down on a park bench in Ottawa, Ontario, you know, pretty, uh, or let's say, Moose Jaw, Manitoba, and, um, you know, you might, you might sit beside somebody and they'll have a polite conversation with you. There's no stick involved. Like, oh, yes, what, where are you from? Nice, uh-huh. Very nice. And it's very polite and it's very nice. No stick whatsoever. Then they leave and somebody else comes along and they sit down. Obviously a yid, zon zon gizun. And the yid says, you know, uh, you should be wearing, uh, 
be wearing a coat, uh, like a little stick over there, you know, a little stick. The kid sits down, they have a little stick in their pocket. Why? Because they want everybody to be better. So they like, looks like uh, you don't have a heavy enough coat. You know, I think you need a heavier coat. Tomorrow when you come here, you know, make sure you're wearing a, a coat that's too thin. You could catch cold. And the other person feels like, please do me a favor, mind your own business. This is Moose Jaw, Manitoba. In Moose Jaw, Manitoba, we don't talk like that. <laughs> this is not this is not Brooklyn. You don't tell people what to do in Brooklyn. You tell people what to do in Brooklyn, but in Moose Jaw, Manitoba, it's very, uh, you know, we don't tell people what to do. But no, but excuse me, I'm just trying to help you. You have to. I'm just telling you, tomorrow you should wear a proper coat, and you don't want to catch cold, God forbid. So that's like considered like a little stick in the pocket. So if you're a yid, you always carry a little stick in your pocket. You tell people with good intentions, with motherly intentions, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. I told you once we asked somebody directions. We said, how do you get to Walmart? How do you get to the waterfall? And she said, she told us directions, she said, don't go to the waterfall. You'll have a much better time at Walmart. And I was thinking, did I ask her her opinion, what I should do with my life? She had a little stick in her pocket. She gave me a little, you know, like, Mamala, I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> so we get this from, you know, when Yermia saw the stick, he understood this is going to be it. This is going to be it, you know. You meet a, a lanceman, they'll tell you a stickler what to do. A little, put a little, little stick there, just a little tap from the stick, you know, not like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much. But there's a little stick. So is that it? Is that, you know, if you're a yid, you always carry a tiny stick in your pocket from this Zerua, from Yermia? So also, here's another explanation. Um, it says in several places the two names that were called. We're called Shvatim and we're called Matas. What is the difference between a Shevet and a Mata? Remember, a Shevet and a Mata, they both mean stick. So what is the difference between a Shevet we have we're the twelve shvatim and the twelve matzis. Shavit is actually um, a branch that is still moist. That because it's um, it it came off the tree, but very recently it was it it still it was just very recently connected to the tree, which means it's moist and still alive. And very supple. You can bend it. You can't use it as a walking stick because it's very uh, bendable. It's very, very supple. And that's because it still has in it the moisture from the tree. When, Of course, when it's connected to the tree, obviously. But even when it falls off the tree or you pull it off the tree, it still is soft and pliable and moist, etc., and you still sense its connection to the tree. You can kind of match it up and see where it came off the tree and match it up to the tree. And it probably still has leaves and leaves and flowers and fruits on it. So you know very well this is from this tree. It's connected. It's bendable. It's malleable. It's flexible. It's moist. It's alive. It, it's recently alive. But mata, that's a shade. But mata is... is after it became dry. That's a stick that is disconnected from the tree, 
It's dry, not moist anymore. It lost all its leaves, lost all its flowers. It doesn't look like it comes from a tree. It looks more like something on the way to what you can buy in Home Depot. For a child who who knows nothing about nature, who sees a stick, that very young child may not know that that stick once came from, or somebody who simply knows nothing about nature, if they're just used to seeing a lot of sticks, they may not realize that it came from a tree. In fact, we could imagine because we're also kind of city-ish. So let's say kids, let's say in camp this summer, um, big walking sticks are handed out to each child. And in arts and crafts, for three weeks, they're carving and painting walking sticks. I would have loved to do that. Carving and painting walking sticks. They're taking off the outer bark and and staining it and putting in different different little sparkly things and different jewels, and you can carve your name into the stick. And they're decorating for three weeks in the arts and crafts class these walking sticks. Everybody was handed one, and they're all of equal size. However, the camp, you know, bought a bunch of walking sticks. Everyone is a little bit different, a little not here. But everybody is given this walking stick. I can guarantee you that some of the real city kids that are very young, if you tell them that it came from a tree, they would be surprised. Or they wouldn't believe you. You'd say, what? They bought these at the store. There's actually a store where, you know, called Carving the Walking, you know, CarveYourWalkingStick.com. Carve that would be my new domain. And what you can do is order on Amazon um, 100 walking sticks. And whatever they are, you know, $20 a stick, $50, I don't know. And you get a whole bunch of them. So these kids know that they ordered, that the camp got an order. A truck came and delivered this package and all these walking sticks came. It will be hard for this child to know that this stick came from the tree. That's how much a stick is disconnected from the tree. And I guarantee you there are such kids. That's to be real city kids. So it's dry. The, the mata is dry. It's disconnected, it's, it's hard, it's not flexible, and it doesn't appear alive. Okay? So that's what makes it a mata. That's what makes it hard. Now, what's good about a hard thing? Well, um, why do, here's, here's the riddle, here's the joke. Why do little old ladies carry a cane? They're not always little. For little old men, because they want to push people out of the way when they can't see. Right? In fact, my husband's grandfather, Oliver Shalom, um, somebody gave him, I guess someone, his, one of his good friends had passed away, and um, the wife said, she gave the grandfather, said, This was your dear friend, I want you to have this cane. It was a very expensive cane, and he would want you to have it. So please take this. It was very beautiful cane, beautiful wood, all of this. Great. So this became his new cane. This is a Gregoria, Harry, sorry. So, so Grandpa Harry, he's one day he's getting on a plane. He's going from Florida, I think, to New York to visit his family. No, I think he's, he's leaving New York and he's going back to Florida to go home. 
And um, his daughter gets a phone call. Your father is under arrest. Please come to the airport right now. Under arrest? What's going on? Or something like that. She comes to the airport. Unbeknownst to him, in his cane, there was um, a hidden knife at the bottom. <laughs> that if you press a certain place on the cane, this very sharp knife comes out at the bottom of the cane, and therefore the older person can use it to defend themselves. They can really slash somebody to pieces, God forbid, with the knife on the bottom of the cane. You know, funny boy, move out of the way. I got a dangerous weapon here, sunny boy, move out of the way. So, right? And so his daughter had to explain, he's an old man, somebody gave it to him. <laughs> they wouldn't let him on the plane. He had a dangerous weapon. They wanted to take it away, and he didn't want his precious cane taken away and thrown in the garbage. It was from his friend. There was a whole thing going on. So this stick, why do older people carry a stick? Number one, for assistance to walk. But number two, you know, setting boy, move out of the way. I can't even see what's going on in front of me. I, I was there at weddings where I saw Hashem this happening. You know, somebody taking their cane and pushing people out of the way. Say, I want to see the chuppah. Please move out of the way. Boom, push them with their stick. Now, you can't push them with a feather. And you can't even, if you're that age, you can't even push them with your voice. Nobody's going to hear you. So, but you can push them with your stick. You want stuff done, you use your walking stick. You get it done. Aha. So now we're saying three. Three, three, three is all about a stick. Well, it's all about getting stuff done. Ah, okay. I like to get stuff done. Like in this case, what would I want to get done? What do you mean? What are we doing here in the three weeks? Basically, this was destroyed and is being, and is being rebuilt. I want it built faster, sonny boy. Move, move it along. Give me that third base in English right now. I don't have any time. My age, I don't buy green bananas. Let's go over here. I want to see the third base in English, right? Stick gets it done. The stick is useful if, you know, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it in action. It's useful for pushing things out of the way, all kinds of stuff. It's an amazing tool. I guess that's why I am made older people need a walking stick because they can do all kinds of goodies with that stick. Just, you know, um, quite a powerful, quite a powerful tool. So the, the needing stability in walking is the lesser of the things. It's really, you know, get things done. I sure being to walk with a stick with a walking stick. So what does that mean for us? If I want this third base and this here now, I want a good life. I, I'm, I'm tired of the struggle. We're all tired of the struggle. We want a good life. Therefore, how do we use the stick to get that third base and this just built already? So Shavit, this stick, us being called a Shavit as a stick, hints at us when we are in a situation of Hebrew when we're connected. It's a this time. There was the base of Mikdash in Yerushalayim. We would go three times a year to see and be seen and to prostrate ourselves before God, to really reconnect ourselves with God. And we felt the connection to our source. Right? So, I'm sorry. A shavit is the, the stick when it's, when it's the soft one. The shavit is the soft stick that's connected to the tree or just or you see its connection to the tree. So when we are called shvatim, in the word shavit, that refers to us when we are in our connected mindset. 
our connected situation as we were at the time of the Beis Hamidrash. We saw Hashem, He saw us, we saw godliness openly. Um, things were totally different. We were doing what we were supposed to do. We were in a very different situation. We were soft and flexible and connected and fresh and all that good stuff. That's us as a shavitch. What about mate? Us as the mate? That shows us, that is us also, when we are in Gullah. When we don't feel our connection to our source, when we don't see godliness, oh God, openly, we don't even feel that he sees us, perhaps. And there are all these concealments on, in our service, in our way of connecting to God. And there are all these things that get in the way, which means you need your walking stick to push it out of the way. Get those plastic bags off the table. <laughs> right. Or who put that chair in front of me? Push it away with your stick. That's us when we're the stick. Mata. The matas. The 12 matas. Now, which one is better? In the base of English, supple, flexible, fresh, connected, or hard, dry, not feeling the connection to our source, um, inflexible? Which one is better? Everybody's going to say, what do you mean? Connected and supple and flexible and fresh and alive. Of course that's better. Yeah, but did you ever try to push, if there's a chair in front of you and you need it out of the way, did you ever try to push it out of the way with a soft branch? Nothing will work. It's not going to happen. To move that chair out of the way so that you can move forward in your life because the chair is in your way, you need a hard stick. So there is an advantage to a hard stick. So there is an advantage to us when we're likened to a hard stick. When we're called matais, instead of shvatin, we're like a hard stick, not in the base of English, don't feel our connection, disconnected, d- discouraged, cynical, unfresh, stale, all that stuff. We're a hard stick, but we have power when we're a hard stick. And the positive power is, it shows on the tightest, on the power of a gift. What's our power? To overcome, to move all the chairs out of the way. So I can, I, A, I have to get over there to talk to that person. And I will just use my cane to move all the chairs out of the way. How did that 97-year-old woman who decided she wanted to speak to the, the rabbi spoke and she wanted to speak to him, but she was very determined and there were all these chairs in the way. So she just pushed them all out of the way until she got over to them and said, Rabbi, I have to have a word with you. That's the stick. Power. Determined to push away anything in the way. To push away anything that's opposing you. The chairs are opposing my, my progress, impeding my progress. I push away all opposition. That's what Gidden are capable of doing. That's us in our, at our best. Until we come to the wholeness of our Avaita, until we push away the opposition so much that we are actually able to transform the bitterness of Gullus to the sweetness of Gaula. And according to this, the idea of Makil, the fact that that Yermia in his Nebuah saw a stick, a makel, 
What is it telling us? That we have serious power. The strength of a makel, the makel means a stick, and we have to choose which kind of stick is it referring to? Makel. The hard stick, not the soft stick. Because in order to transform bitterness to sweetness, you need a powerful tool. The power is in the stick. The policeman's billy stick, the cane of the older person who feels a little bit frail, the power is in the stick. The, the power to do what? Well, let's put together a stick with an almond. Almond stick, he said. What almonds are about are transforming. Almonds are about two kinds of almonds, luzim and shkadim. Luzim are almonds that start off Sweet when they're very young, when they're just when they just start to grow, they're very sweet, but they become bitter, like most people as they age. All shaden almonds are fruits that start off quite bitter when they're young and end up sweet. Most people are not that way. Most people do not start off bitter. Babies are very sweet. And most people don't end up very sweet as they age. Most people start off as beautiful, sweet little, cute little babies, sweet, sweet babies that get bitter as they get older. That's because that's because of gullus. But in Geula, we won't start off bitter, but relative to where we're going, what our sweetness, the best is yet to come. In Geula, the best is yet to come we become sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. So that when we were first born, although we weren't in Geula, we're not going to be born bitter, but relative to the sweetness that we will develop as we age, it seems relatively like bitterness, relative bitterness when we were first born. Imagine such a reality. Hard to believe. It's, we're not used to it. We know. Start off sweet, sweet little babyla. And you end up uh, quite kvetchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My arthritis is bothering me. Right. We end up quite kvetchy. So imagine it being the opposite in Geula. Just expect to get sweeter and sweeter as you age. And life feels better and better. Some people actually do get sweeter as they age. More mellow. That's true. But... People have a lot of aches and pains, and it's really uncomfortable. It's, it's not simple. So the Geula reality is going to be the total opposite. It's going to get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. We talked yesterday about pulling the future into the present. That means if that's going to be the reality that's going to be happening to us very soon, we could start to live that way now? Seriously? We could start to say, hmm... Right now, this is my situation. I guess it's going to get sweeter. Oh, that's interesting. You know, oh, here's a noise. Here we go on target. Here's a noisy truck. I'm very sensitive to noisy trucks. Here's a noisy truck passing by right now. I guess it's going to get sweeter. It's going to be quiet. Or I'll like them. I'll enjoy the noise. 
I guess it's going to get sweeter. That's going to be the reality of the future. That becomes available to us now. I guess life is just going to keep getting sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. It sounds like Pollyanna, Wahabdo. Only Pollyanna thought that. But Hashem thinks that. That's the reality of the Geula. But how do you do it? How do you switch from the old way that, you know, come on, I wasn't born yesterday. You live in La La Land, you know, go back to your poetry at the top of the mountain because that's not real life. Let's face reality. That's what people say. Reality means bitter, sweet, that gets bitter. That's what people say in Gaul, in Gula. Reality is just gets sweeter and sweeter and expect it to constantly get sweeter and sweeter. In order to do that transformation from the Gullus way to the Gaula way, you need a powerful tool to turn it around. Just turn it inside out. It's like a ski jacket. Remember, you had a ski jacket that was navy blue on the outside and orange on the outside and navy blue on the inside. Turn your ski jacket inside out. Remember those days? Okay. Turn the Gullus inside out and you have Gaula. Oh, boy. Yeah, you need some kind of really special tool. Okay. We do have the tool. What's the tool? The stick. The stick? Yeah, it's a special stick because it's very hard. It's, 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 it's material that you, you, there's a special stick that quickly in a second turns the ski jacket inside out. From the orange to the navy blue, it turns it inside out. This special stick, I don't know, you know, it has like clamps on the end and you just pull and you pull the sleeves through and you pull it out and boom, boom, boom. In a second, you know, you order it on the Amazon for eleven ninety nine, and you've got this special stick, the hard stick. It's a little clause at the end. That's who we are right now, the stick. Stick means serious power. And stick meant punishment. Stick meant in Gullus, the policeman walks around with a stick, and he's going to hit somebody on the head. It meant that in Gullus. out of the way, forward, push things out of the way, all the way to not just push things out of the way, transform them. That means, what does that mean in in everyday terms? That means the little old 97-year-old lady that ended up cleaning up, you know, she went to an event and she came and said, this place is fancy. What's going on here? It's a shanda. And she thought plastic, let's say she passed by that place that I saw with all the plastic bags, right, all over the lawn. And it's not nice for the neighborhood. So with her stick, she's determined, let's forget about the hall and the chairs. With her, she realizes these plastic bags all over this place's lawn, this public place's lawn, is not good. It doesn't speak well of, it's not a tradition. So what does she do? She takes her stick and she has, she has a walking stick that has, let's say, these little things at the bottom. And one by one, she goes onto that lawn. Ah, I'm going to do it anyway. It's a good thing. And she picks, she pushes all of the bags with her heavy stick, with her powerful stick. She pushes them all into one place and it maybe takes her three hours. She's cleaning up the whole yard. She pushes it all out of the way. All the stuff that made a big problem. And with her stick, she pushes them all into one pile. And then she says, Sunny boy, come over here. Take all these bags and throw them into the garbage and get rid of them now. And she has a stick. He wouldn't dare oppose her. She gets the place cleaned up and transformed from it. It was a horbin, and she made it into a beautiful-looking garbage.
97 years old with her sticks. That's us. We're also 97 years old. We're tired. We're fatigued. We're, you know, battle fatigue. We're just enough, enough, enough already. We're that same 97-year-old person who just doesn't have the kayak anymore, but we have a walking stick. And the stick, we're the 12, we're the Masai. We're the, we are the 12 tribes. We're the Masai. We're one of those 12 sticks. With all those 12 different kinds of energies. And with that stick, we have power of the Etzimanefesh, the power of our soul to stand up to any opposition and any hindrance and just blow it right out of the ballpark because we have that power of the stick. Our neshama, our Etzimanefesh is a stick. You cannot oppose anybody's Etzimanefesh. Everybody's Etzimanefesh is that little old 97-year-old lady like, don't start up with me, sonny boy. I know what I want, and I'm going to get what I want. That's what your Etzimanefesh does. And your Etzimanefesh has that power of the stick. The essence of your soul has that power of the stick to get what it wants and to push any opposition out of the way. And what our soul wants and what we want is the third base amygdash. So we use that power of the stick push it forward. It gets stuff done no matter what. So to finish off, as a personal tool, when we understand we have the stick within ourselves and it's able to get anything done that we want. So when we come up to an opposition, opposing number two kind of circumstance, we have to say, ha, 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 you think this is a problem? I have a stick in me. And it gets any job done. And that stick in me is the essence of my soul. And there is nothing in the world that can stand up to the power, the solid stick-like power of the essence of my soul. So good luck. I'm going to get it done no matter what. Because every single yid has that in them. So now we understand. And sorry, and one other thing. The power of three is to tune into that solid stick power in these three weeks and use it throughout our lives. And therefore, we understand why Yermia saw this stick. And again, the almond stick, the sweetness, the powerful tool that would be used and will be used always and was used always to transform the bitter almond to a sweet almond, the bitterness of Gullus to the sweetness of Gullus, the stick that transforms it. In our terms, the essence of our soul, our etzimanefesh, which is designed to transform all bitterness to sweetness, and we can do it, and we will do it, and we'll find ourselves in the third base of English immediately in these three weeks. Tisha B'Av will be the greatest gentif, and it should be Sassan V'Simcha. La Yehudim Haisa or the Sassan V'Simcha. Vipar, Kintiyaman.